while ago, uh, Brother Andrew didn't say my name, and I figured it was because he couldn't remember. Uh, but that's, you know, old guys like me, we, we run into that kind of problem all the time. Sometimes I can't remember, but in, in case you miss it, my name is, uh, uh, my name is, wait, Julie always writes my name. In, so. Okay, I'm, my name's Calvin Klein. Uh, no, I appreciate you all being here tonight. You know, the uh, last Sunday morning, we saw some hindrances from, from, from powers below. Satan has been fighting so hard in the last year, or more, I mean, even more so, because he knows what's about to happen to him. He's going to finally get his. But the Sunday morning, if you missed it, the power went out, the, the sewers backed up, there was water running out in the vestibule out there, had a medical emergency, uh, people had to get up and leave during the service while the lights were out, and and all kinds of things going on, but while that was happening, the, the pastor was preaching from Matthew chapter 5 with the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes and talking about those things, and, and he was mentioning about uh, grace and mercy, and gave a testimony about his youngest daughter, and what I'm sure that's not an easy testimony for him to give, but it was a blessing the way it, it's turned out. Uh, you know, we had a lot of visitors and people that hadn't been able to come to church for a while because of this COVID foolishness and all that. Uh, but it was a powerful message. An old smutty face just flat didn't want a lot of folks to hear it. And so he didn't like what was going on. So we just need to keep our eyes on the Lord and the, and the high calling he's given us. Uh, don't allow the lies of the devil to discourage you. Uh, there'll be tough times ahead. Uh, more so than what we've seen. Uh, we can look through the ages and see what people have gone through. Even, the, the, even now, people are being, in this world, people are being martyred. And I don't see anywhere in the scriptures that tells us that will never happen to us. Unless you send in money to Joel Oldstein and then everything will be just okay. But no, I'm, I'm again kidding about that. But, but we, we, we must remain steadfast and grounded in the truth. Uh, to become a strong Christian and remain a strong Christian, we have to do some fundamental things in our daily walk. Uh, baseball players, the teams that are good, do the fundamentals right. Then they can do the, the all-star stuff after they get better, but they have to do the fundamental things right. I used to coach my son when he was in t-ball and would teach him how to point his foot when he's throwing, you know, and things like all that kind of stuff, trying to teach him fundamentals. Well, Fundamentals in what we do are very important also. Uh, we need to have that in our daily walk. We have to communicate with God by prayer, Bible reading, and hearing the word preached and taught. That means taught in Sunday school. You can really get some blessings in your Sunday school class. Uh, our Sunday school class with Brother Rick Bailey is our teacher. He's, uh, you know, our class is different from anyone else's because your other classes all have graduation dates. <laughs> okay, our class when we graduate, it's you know we go to heaven, you know, and so and uh, we're, we're we're the old folks, but but nothing wrong with that. But and so I think they should have named our class the Florida class because you know that's like people go to Florida and then die, and so maybe that's what our class. I don't know. No, that 
uh, we've got things to do in our class too, but uh, you need to be there in Sunday school and hear the preaching and, and the teaching and all that. Uh, last August, we went on a trip in the Rocky Mountains. I took four-wheelers, my brother and his wife, and my niece and her husband, and uh, a couple of their kids, and, uh, and one of the kids' in-laws were there. So it was, I think, a group of, there was 13 in our group, uh, we went riding, went to Lake City, and we're riding in the, up over the passes and the mountain trails and all that, and we had a good time. Well, there in, in one of the camps where we stayed, I met this guy named, uh, he called himself Mountain Jim Ayer, uh, but, uh, and now we started visiting about the Lord, and, and uh, it, was, it was kind of fun to visit with him, uh, and for a tract, he was making the rounds, and he was wanted to give out tracts. But his idea of a track, so he gave me a two dollar bill. Okay, now I, when when Brother Wolfham says hand out forty a week or twenty a day or you know whatever gives us goals, okay, that'd be pretty expensive on old Jim to hand out two dollars. And it's a, it was a real two dollar bill, and and the reason he gave me that. $2 bill, and he says, that's to remind you of two things. One, read your Bible and to pray. And, and that is important for us and all that. Uh, and we had a good visit and all that, and he says, can I sing? And he went and had an old guitar, and he, he just sat down on the ground there and started uh, playing and, and sang, I'm drinking from my saucer because my cup runneth over, or however the song title goes. But it was a neat one, and I, I even took a video of him with my with my phone like that, and I still uh, play it every once in a while for just a blessing, because it was a blessing there. But uh, he had some things there that he was hitting on the truth about, praying and reading your Bible. Those things are important. And Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 6 says, Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. Okay, uh, and I'll give you some more verses here in just a minute. Uh, but let's have a word of prayer, all right? Our Father, we ask that you meet with us today, tonight, Lord. As I was praying earlier, Father, I, I don't want to say anything I shouldn't say, but also don't want to leave out anything you'd have me to say. Lord, I, I just want to be led by your Spirit. Father, please meet with us tonight. Thank you for the folks that are here and those watching on live stream. Father, we, we're just grateful for how good you are to us. Help us to be faithful to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, in 2 Timothy 2.15, I'll just read this one to you right quick also. It's a study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, we as Christians, we need to get into the book. We need to study it. We need to find out. Now, if you would turn to Psalms chapter 119. Pastor touched on some of these things a little bit uh, Sunday, but we're going to get in there. He, he, he promised that he was going to have a stand while, he, while we read the whole 119th Psalm, but I'm, and he was just teasing about that. Uh, but Psalms 119, verse, start reading verse number 11. Read with me if you would, please. Thy word have I hidden mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art, blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. 
With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. Verse 18, open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. We need to develop a love for God's word. We need, you know, and pastors mentioned Sunday and, and as many times in the past that after he got saved, he loved getting into the word and, and he'd study and read. And, and I have to get up for a little bit for a break and come back and read and study some more. And that was even before he was a preacher. He just loved God's word. And, and that's where we need to be, uh, especially with times that certainly look like they're coming on us. Uh, that's how we need to be prepared. We need to get those things. Uh, and, and 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God. Study, uh, as a verb, means devote time and attention to acquiring knowledge on an academic subject, especially by means of books. Okay, and this book that we need to study and, and, and to Acquire knowledge, of course, is the books of the Bible like that. So do your best and exercise yourself in the word. Make it your ambition to know the truth of the scriptures. So many things. Have you ever been talking to someone who was of the wrong, uh, wrong beliefs with, with the church that he went to? And they would come up with some verse or something kind of off the wall and try and make a big thing out of it. And... You get a little bit confused sometimes and feel bad because, okay, how do I really give him the truth about that through the word? We need to study the word. Years ago, uh, we had a, and, and normally I don't like studying other religions much or anything like that, but we were at a Sunday night thing with, with the teenagers and we went through some uh, different cults, uh, other religions and stuff, and one of them was was it uh, Jehovah's Witness? Uh, yeah, and we talked about how they believed and some things that where they were wrong and why it was wrong because of the Bible and, and all the kind of things. Well, then Julie uh, worked at Zenith Corporation at the time and had a, a friend of hers there who was a Jehovah's Witness. And she invited Julie to her house. And Julie thought, well, this would be a good chance to go witness to her. And Julie went. But there were several people from her church there, and it was kind of a set-up thing. But God had prepared, and we'd been studying those things. So Julie remembered the verses and, and the things, and before long had them all confused and confounded. And, and so it didn't go well for them, and so the Lord, Lord be praised for that. Uh, but we need to study, study the Word. Uh, and again, I don't like spending the time studying other religions uh there's enough stuff in this book that needed i need to study to learn what the truth is and what i need to know and all that <coughs> excuse me uh in in psalm 119 I, I read those verses we need to read the book we need to get into god's law and his statutes and those things every day read the book develop a plain course of study have a specific time to read. 
will make things better for you. I, this last year, we, I got one of the journals from uh, North Valley Baptist Church of Fall City, those journals, and I liked that. I went through and it had a daily Bible reading, and, and it's usually two, three, or sometimes four chapters of the Old Testament, then a, usually a chapter from the New Testament, and then a chapter in, of the day in Proverbs. Anyhow, but went through that and really enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's not a tremendous amount of reading to do that many uh, chapters in a day. And sometimes I get, I've got, not this Bible, but I've got another Bible at home. It's my study Bible. And the reason I don't carry it to church because it's all the bindings all tore up and the pages are messed up. But uh, I've got a lot of notes in there and it's got a lot in and, and So that's my study Bible and, and, and I love using it. But with that, I would get to studying some of the, the notes that it would have. And through my reading, I get to go through and it explains some things and, and made it a, a, a great thing. But we need to, to study. We need to devote time, uh, a specific time. Uh, when, when I'm reading my Bible, sometimes something would happen where I'd have to be up and gone real early in the morning. Normally that's when I study. Is I get up earlier in the morning. I beat Julie up. Uh, once every day and twice on Sundays. No, I mean, I, no, I get out of bed normally before she does because that, that's my study time. Uh, I like to go in and, and some reason when, when she's up, it's a lot noisier. And so uh, I, I like for it to, <laughs> I like for it, and it'll probably be real noisy on the ride home tonight. But anyhow, the, but now, now the, uh, I, that's just, I enjoy getting up in the mornings and that's a good time for my, for my devotions to, to, to get my reading done and, and some prayer time with that. But sometimes if something happens and I have to get up really early. Uh, Monday morning, Barrett got me up. I had to be over here at the church at 445. And I didn't get my reading done beforehand. I had to I'd do it later. But it, it was really awful, you know, because we, we, we went fishing. But anyhow, but, but, but develop that time. Make it a habit. Make it like if you go out of the house without reading and praying, make it feel like you've, you forgot something really bad. Like, I mean, as horrible as something like forgetting your cell phone. Okay, I mean, something will really bother you. Make it a part of your life that, that you read the book. Uh, like, say, this past year, I used that journal from, from Valley Falls. Uh, and that's been my favorite through the years. I like, like doing it that way. Uh, we had the, the sheets we handed out. Was it read through the Bible in 10 weeks? Uh, okay, that's not for beginners. If, if, you know, if you're not used to reading the Bible, it's probably not good for you. It's also probably not good for old guys with the attention span of a gnat. But it's, it's a little tougher there because you know, if, if I get to reading, sometimes I start just looking at words and my mind's going somewhere else and I don't want to do that. Uh, and, and so we get back into it and study with it. But anyhow, but there's things there, whatever God wants you to do, do that. Uh, chronological study and I think that's what I want to do next is is uh, I've got a chronological bible it's the bible in, in uh, consecutive order and it's a King James bible I don't say well he's reading out of a chronological bible okay that's it's still King James bible it just means everything's been put in order you know because sometimes the bible the books jump around a little bit and it puts it all together and like when you're reading the gospels like in Matthew the things you run into in Matthew that 
or also in Mark or Luke or John, we'll all be there with it and, and all those types of things. And so, uh, it's and you can compare them, and it's right there. So that's a good thing. I want. I think that's what I want to do next. My next study. Uh, year before last, I did a study on Hebrews chapter eleven, the faith chapter. That's well. How long can you stay in one chapter? Well, what I did, I started the chapter and reading down, and when I got down to the first person it talked about in the faith chapter, well, then I went back and looked up in in the Old Testament, usually of what what allowed them to become someone that God mentioned in the all-star fame uh, of the faith chapter like this. And so I'd studied, study that out. And so it was pretty neat. And that sometimes that might take a little while. And then I'd go after I got done with that. Well, then I go back and that was a great study. That was a lot of fun. And, and God uh, used that with, with me and helped me a lot. Uh, but anyhow, it was great. Now, if, if you're just starting out, you don't have a, you haven't been reading the Bible, okay, uh, let's have a show of hands. Who hasn't been reading the Bible and you, you admit you're a reprobate? No, don't. Just, I'm just teasing about that. There's been too many times through the years I'd say, well, okay, I haven't been faithful reading my Bible, but okay. But see, where you're fortunate, you can start right now and, and get into that. And now, uh, if you're just starting out to read the Bible, to make it a habit, start out with the book of Proverbs. Read the chapter of the day. What that means, like, today is the 10th, so you read Proverbs chapter 10 today. Tomorrow being is the 11th, and so read Proverbs chapter 11. Okay, you catch where I'm going with this, okay? And so every day uh, you can read, read the, and that'll get you every day. Before you do anything else, you just get up and read the proverb of the day. And there's some things there that'll preach to you. It'll, it'll help. It's, it's, it's great. It's great. And then after you do that a little bit and you get used to that a little bit, maybe start out reading a couple of chapters out of the book of John. Okay? That's, that's kind of God's love letter to us. And that's, that's just, it's just, you know, it accentuates the love of God to us. You know, do I like reading the love letter? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was in Vietnam, my young bride of less than a year, when I went over there, I got married in June, then, uh, and Julie got married the same time I did. Uh, and, no, we, uh, and I got sent to Vietnam over there October 15th. Uh, and so just a few months of being married, and then a good portion of that time I was in infantry training and all that. Well, anyhow, I went over there and got sent out in the jungle, and so about... We'd get resupply once every four days. And so that's when I get my letters from Julie. And normally, you know, they'd give us resupply. And so, you you know, you get to see rations and, and, and change of clothes and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, like this, because the way we did the change of clothes, you didn't carry around clothes with you normally. You just, you get a set of clothes that looks like it might fit. And just right there, and you take these clothes off, and you put those on, and you throw those in the bag, and send them back. So you had those. So normally, by the end of the four days, and because especially a lot of times when I was in the, during the monsoons, it was rainy and muddy and all that. Okay, it was pretty rank. But anyhow, the uh, and so we'd change clothes. I remember one time they messed up and didn't send out any clothes to change into, and and our lieutenant says, "Guys, I've got some good news and some bad news. Uh, the bad news is." They didn't send us a change of clothes out. But the good news is we have figured it out. 
Williams, you changed with Jones. Jones, you out with any. So, but no, okay. Okay, but no. The, uh, but anyhow, with that time, you know, of course you wanted to make sure you got a change of clothes and all that when they'd bring out and see rations and things like that. But it was also mail call time. And I knew that I'd be getting letters from Julie and she would send them and, and she was very faithful of writing every day and sometimes twice a day and so I get four or five or six letters sometimes it's great and I was ready I get my letters and I'd be ready to just sit down right in the middle of everything okay Williams other people have to get scoot over and so on but I wanted to read those love letters this is great when I first got there it'd been a week or so by the time I got assigned the unit before everything caught up to me and some of the letters I got one of them she mentioned about uh, she said I'm so excited about the new addition to our family I died, died. What? And the letter that she had written me before that that explained that they got a new dog came after that one. And so I spent four days, you know, and not wasn't keeping my mind on business, you know, very well, but didn't know, you know. But anyhow, but I was excited to get my love letters. And we need to have that excitement about God's word and all that. You know, well, how do you know John's love? Well, I mean, the verse that everybody knows, for God so loved the world. That's not talking about this old planet. That's talking about us. And for God so loved, oh, Terry, that's pretty neat to think about. And he loves you too. And, and we're in there. And so that, uh, yeah, I love reading love letters. Okay, well, why study the Bible? In John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay, if we're to be Christ, Christian, Christian means Christ-like, how, to be more, how much more can you be Christ-like than to study about Christ? Right. Study the Word. The Word was God. Uh, that's talking about the Word was Jesus Christ. Uh, if you want to meet with Christ, read the Word. It's right there for us. We can do that. It's there. Uh, it's a great time, you know. This book is our instruction book. You know, until the COVID thing messed us up, uh, Mike Nold and sometimes other folks, and Julie and I, we went to BCA, Buchanan County Academy. And that's, uh, if you're not familiar with what that is, when I was a kid, they called that reform school. But it was kids that were incarcerated, usually for uh, doing drugs or usually, you know, just getting in trouble and skipping school and things like that to a point where they say, okay, we can't trust you in your home, so we'll put you here and make sure that you go to school and do the things you need to be doing and all that. Uh, but we talked about with him, I, you know, it's a kid, you're having problems with life. And so if you have problems with life, how do you get out of those problems? You read the instruction book. That's an instruction book on life. Uh, it's, it's, it's a neat thing. Now, uh, times have changed a little bit. You know, used to, if I was going to, if Julie's washing machine was acted up, was acting up, I would get out the, the manual and start reading a little bit. Well, now, of course, you get out YouTube and find out, okay, this kind of washing, and here's some guy that'll tell you how to fix it or whatever. So that's a great thing. But anyhow, but still, you find the instructions with those things, find the instructions for life. You know, uh, 
If you want to be a better spouse, read the instructions. It's there. To be a better parent. We all get beat up with that stuff when our kids are driving us crazy. Well, I've, somehow I've just messed up. No. Well, we can just read the book. Okay, read the instruction book. Let's do our part. And we'll see that God's given them their own free will too. And so follow up naturally. Be a better child. Kids, read the instructions. Read it's right there. It's for us. It can tell you how to be a better, a better child, a better kid. Do, it, do a better job uh, at work. You know, read the instructions. You know, work is not as a man pleaser, but, you know, give diligence to your work. Do those things like that. Uh, there's lots of things. Uh, if you want to get rich, read the instruction book to find out what riches are. Okay. Uh, again, our old buddy, Joel, says, well, yeah, if you want to get rich, just send me a lot of money and... and I'll guarantee, I'll guarantee you that God will just bless you out of the abundance. Anyhow, whatever. We're going to look around a little bit in a book of Proverbs. Let's, let's read some of these, chap, these verses a little bit. Look in Proverbs chapter 4. Keep your Bible ready because we're going to go through several verses here in Proverbs. <clears throat> Proverbs 4, 7, talk about wisdom and understanding. Let's find out what riches are. 4, 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. I, I love the way that's phrased. Yeah, well, you're getting wisdom, and with all you're getting, let's go ahead and get understanding. That's like, well, you're good, oh, Walmart, pick up a case of wisdom and two cases of understanding. You know, or it's, you know, it's almost, it seems that way, but it's Sarah. And how do we get that stuff? Oh, you read the instruction book. It'll tell you how to get those things. Uh, when I pray in the mornings when I'm getting ready to read, I say, Lord, give me wisdom. Not was the world's wisdom, but give me your wisdom, wisdom from the word. Uh, it's a great thing there. Okay. Uh, get wisdom and understanding. Proverbs 16, 16. Look over there. We'll read that one right quick. Sixteen sixteen says, How much better is it to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding rather to be chosen than silver? Okay. Most of the world would argue with you about that. And I can see it here. And I know my, in my heart that's true, but my flesh sometimes might even argue about that. You know, I don't know. You know, a couple million here might be pretty good, but no. Uh, how much better it is to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding rather to be chosen than silver. Those things, uh, being wise in God's word is what it's about, okay? Uh, over just a couple chapters, 19, chapter 19 and verse 8. Chapter 19, verse 8. He that getteth wisdom loveth his own soul. He that keepeth understanding shall find good. So that's some of those things we need to be getting, getting that wisdom. Uh, I've met people that were pretty pious and tried to say, well, you know, I love others more than I do me. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I see someone about to get their thumb mashed, but, you know, doing some carpentry. Why don't you go over there and put your thumb over there by where they're nailing them so you'll mash you instead of them. Of course no one's going to do that. Uh, we care about ourselves. That's just where we are. And so, he that gives wisdom loveth his own soul. We need to get those things, get the right attitude about those things. And keepeth understanding, shall find good. And so, those are good things. Uh, a few more chapters. Chapter 23 and verse 4. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own wisdom. Uh, the world's wisdom says, look out for old number one. That's not, that's not God's wisdom. We need to look out for the lost. We need to look out for our family to make sure that, that they're saved and where they... They're being raised properly and, and all that. So anyhow, uh, cease from thine own wisdom. Uh, labor not to be rich. Uh, the things you do, don't make that your goal to be rich. One of these days, I'm going to be a millionaire. Well, no, no. Uh, I've always heard it said, you know, which is the most satisfying? Someone that has six kids or someone that has six million dollars? Well, the most satisfying is one with six kids because they'll say, no more. The guy has six million dollars. So yeah, I'd like to have a little bit more. So we can see which is the most satisfying. Okay. No, I'm kidding. But, it, it, but that is, we talk about what true riches are. Uh, we had, went to a funeral this week, went, uh, Tuesday. We went to one of Julie's cousins. Okay. He is a, a bright fellow, 49 years old, engineer, worked for MoDOT, very sharp, married to a medical doctor. His wife is a medical doctor. So you're thinking, okay, they've got it pretty well together. And this guy loved to witness. He wrote tracks. He liked to go out and witness on the street. He'd street preach. Uh, everyone around him knew how much he loved God and all that. Well, he got COVID and ran high fever and high temperature and had a lot of problems started hallucinating and his attitude he just got everything so twisted he had his mama told us that said he he used to he would post good sermons on facebook and things like that his post then his mom said he got completely off of facebook because he got in trouble from facebook anyhow and got put in facebook jail but then he, because he said he was so getting so his head so messed up that, uh, with all this stuff going on that that uh, he thought Facebook was going to send someone out after him and after his family that they would torture his wife and his parents and I mean that's and he really believed that and and that's where he was getting like this and finally uh, he shot himself okay out of all the Julie's family and all of my family. He's the one that I would have picked last to do something like that. But things just got so messed up in his head with that. And, and I think it was a reaction from a, a COVID thing that he had you know, the high fever. And there's some things uh, we, we've seen other things put on, you know, around that we've read about and, and all that of people having getting that issue. My son John, when he got COVID, uh, he got pretty high fever and started having hallucinations but it only lasted for about a day with him. But he saw uh, a great white buffalo 
So I accused him of being, you know, you saw your spirit animal. But then he said, well, that was, that was neat to see, but also there were some giant gophers that chased me across my yard. He was out trying to do yard work, and he saw this giant gopher about this big chasing me. He ran in the house. Okay, all hallucinating over this stuff, but fortunately he, he was over it by the time his fever went down, and he was fine. Uh, but he, he was okay, but with, with uh, Julie's cousin, it wasn't okay. I mean, it totally warped his brain and all that. And so all we can do, though, is stay into the Word, stay, do what we can do, uh, stay close to God, and God be in charge of those things. You know, the, the, the world says, if you want to be rich, if you want to be rich, buy a lottery ticket. I drive by the billboard there on, on 29 Highway all the time, and, and you, know, you can pay Powerball, all you got to do is go and give them a dollar, and they give you a ticket. Then they call it out, and you get $150 million. I mean, it's just that simple. And even so that's what the rules say. If you want to be rich, you just get a lotto ticket. You know, spend a buck and get $150. Uh, but before you spend that buck, do the math, okay? In order for them to have $100 million or $150 million in the jackpot, that means about 400 million suckers have given them money <laughs> to do that. And so uh, that's how many people have already thrown their money away. Well, Brother Terry, I promised God that if I win a lottery, I'll tithe on it. We don't need, uh, anyhow, you know, do the math, think about it, do what's right and all that. You know, you'd be better off if you want the excitement there. Every time you want to buy a lottery ticket, just take that dollar out, put it in the envelope, stash it in, the, in your sock drawer. And, and every Wednesday and Friday when you go buy your lottery ticket, instead of doing that, take a dollar out each day and put it in there. And after about a month or so, I think I'm going to go play my lottery. Oh, look, I'm a winner. You know, and I've got, you know, I got 20 bucks in here. You know, how great is that? And it pays off a whole lot better and it'd be more. Anyhow, it's... It's it's just amazing how that you know the you know, people do that and think that you know guaranteed one or every time if you want to play your lottery do it that way. I personally am terrified of the lottery. I won the lottery one time. It was the draft lottery. I wound up wound up in Vietnam for a year. No lottery for this old boy. I I'm not very bright about something, but I know what to stay away from. But anyhow, I don't need another year vacation like that. But anyhow, in Proverbs chapter 10, look back there, and I'm going to be finishing up here real quick. Proverbs chapter 10. Verse number 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. I've known of people... Uh, when the lottery first came out, there was down by Springfield, some friend of my brother-in-law, and we were talking about it. And my brother-in-law wasn't adverse to gambling, and that was no problem with him or anything. But he, but he was once that he was smart enough. Uh, he was a math guy in high school, real sharp, and and what college he took. Anyhow, he said, "I can do the math. I don't need any part of that." But he knew this guy that won the lottery, and him and his wife got to fighting over it, and they wound up getting a divorce. And I said, I've got money, I don't need you. And so they went their separate ways. Now, how 
you know, that's, that's, there's no joy or happiness in that, any divorce or anything. Uh, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. it God's blessings, that's where the richness comes in. Uh, Christmas time, we got to get my whole family, my daughter and my son and their, and their spouses and their kids and, and my father-in-law, everyone came to our house and spent the night. We had a slumber party and, then, and the whole thing, Christmas and all that. That's blessings. That's riches right there. I can look. I was just thrilled uh, uh, when we got ready to open presents. We, we read Luke chapter 2 to talk about what the real meaning of Christmas was. And we had a, a couple of guys there that were just friends of my son-in-law. He drags in strays like nobody's business. Anyhow, they were there with us. But got to give the Christmas story and actually tell why Jesus came. And all. That's riches. That's what it's there about. And no regrets about those kind of riches and those things are great okay proverbs chapter 13 verse 7 there is on uh, 13 7 says there is that maketh himself rich yet hath nothing there is that maketh himself rich yet hath nothing there is that maketh himself poor yet hath great riches uh, a businessman here in town multi-multi-millionaire i mean he was remodeling his house in Kansas City and spent uh, $7,000 on curtains or something. He was talking about, you know, he's remodeling his house. And I'm thinking, okay, I bought old Junker houses that didn't really cost 7000 But anyhow, he's just buying curtains. But then it wasn't long. His home split up. Then they got to, he got to visit his kids once every two weekends and all that kind of stuff. Now, uh, money is not the ultimate rich. Our family, our church, our friends are what makes us rich. You know, sometimes I believe that, that a lot of Christians in America today don't believe in hell. Okay? Let's, let's break it down more. I think that most Bible-believing Bible Baptists don't believe in hell. And I think that most members of Riverside Baptist Church don't seem to, to believe in hell. If we really believed in hell, how would our lives be different? What would our priorities be? How would we raise our children? How would we talk to our friends and neighbors? If we had a vision of someone we loved dying and splitting hell wide open, how would we act? We need to love our neighbors clearly. We need to, with our kids, you know, that's, I've prayed about this and thought about those things, thinking about what would happen, how, how horrible would we, how would I, I would consider my whole life squandered if one of my kids died and went to hell. You know, and, and we need to have that and we think about those things. We need to, uh, and I'll do this commercial since Brother Mike's not here tonight. We need to give out those tracts. We need to care about the lost. I'm going, okay, uh, back to Hill Proverbs chapter 8. Uh, and I'm hurrying here. So, ladies, go ahead and put your shoes on. Okay. Chapter 8, verse 1. Doth not wisdom cry, and understandeth put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of high places, by in the way of places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in, at the doors. Unto you, O man, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. O ye simple, 
understand wisdom. And ye fools, be ye an understanding heart. I like verse 5 because it speaks to me. But those verses, if you could read it, it could be where we need to be in proclaiming the gospel and telling. Uh, stand at the top of high places. Uh, crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. We need to tell people about it. Know ye simple? Understand wisdom. And ye fools, be of an understanding heart. God has a purpose for us. And it's to do our part in rescuing people from going to hell. Whether it be our friends, neighbors, guys we work with, whoever it is. You know, in the Second Chronicles 110, no need to turn there. It's just uh, Solomon, God was visiting with him and he asked God for wisdom and understanding. And God says, because you've asked those things, I'll give it to you. And, and I'll, I'll also bless your life. And, and Solomon was blessed in, in so many ways. Uh, in Proverbs 2, verses 1 through 6, don't have time to read it all, but God can help us with true wisdom and understanding. He sees death from the other side. You know, with, at the funeral uh, we went to Tuesday, seeing Eric's casket there and his, his widow bride, all heartbroken, his mama having a harder time with it than anybody, and, and his sister and, you know, and the rest of the family thinking how tragic, how, how could this, something like this happen? Well, you know, sometimes God sees death from the other side. You know, where we see this horrible tragedy God sees someone getting to come in. He came in early. He, he wasn't supposed to be there yet uh, by our standards. And he still probably had some jobs to do. But he decided, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm going on. And so, uh, but God knows these things. And he sees his true wisdom and understanding. Uh, he sees death from the, from the other side. Okay. Uh, James 4.14, we'll close with this. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanisheth away. Life, time on this old earth is short. But what we do for eternity, when time is done away with, and that's hard for us to comprehend, the absence of time, because everything we do is time. Uh, it deals with time. But it's just a short vapor-like time, our time on earth. So we need to make it count for God, not, not count for our bank book, not count for popularity, not count for anything, but count for counting our true riches of winning our, our friends and the lost to Christ. Okay, Brother Andrew.